Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the book of 1 Peter. The book of 1 Peter chapter number 4. We are finishing up this series. We just have a couple more lessons left as we have been exploring the book of 1 Peter with its theme of strengthening the brethren to strengthen those who are... are <laughs> Um, preparing to face an uncertain future, whether it's persecution or whether it's hard times coming, to go ahead and develop the habit of obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ now, while we still have the freedom to do so. And as we're still seeing this build a case as we're finishing up the last two chapters, we find our way to the book of First Peter chapter number 4. The book of First Peter chapter number 4, and we start together in verse number 10. 10. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 10. Notice what the word of God says. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that in God that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And if you don't mind, notice a word that is repeated here as it talks about in verse number 10, it talks about the gift. And then it talks about in verse number 11 that God giveth. And with this, we want to talk about this idea of giving with our lives. Someone said like this, of giving, living, being strong in our giving and understanding what is meant by this. We know that God is a God who gives great gifts. He gives wonderful gifts unto his children and he gives gifts. God is a giving God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That God was the example, he is a giving God. We also know that in a comparison of our lives, we are going to exchange our lives for something else. You're going to give your life for something. Think about the time, the energy, the strength that you have. You are going to give your time, energy, and strength to something. What you give that something to is important. Some people give their whole life for the pursuit of toys. He that hath the most toys wins. Some people give their whole life into their family. Some people give their whole life into their job. Some people give their whole life to their hobbies. But you will give your life to something without a doubt. The Bible makes reference to this in the gospel record of Matthew chapter 16. If you don't mind, hold your finger here. We're turning back here in a second. But turn back with me to Matthew 16 and see something that Jesus said about the giving of our life. Matthew 16. The gospel record of Matthew chapter 16. 
And notice with me, if you don't mind, in Matthew 16 and verse number 26. Matthew 16 and verse number 26, the Bible says this, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, this is an important statement here. Here, Jesus Christ is saying, what is a man profited? What, what good does it do for a man if he shall gain the whole world and at the very end of it, lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What do you give for a life? What is a life worth to you. Now, of course, some people use this for salvation, but in the context, it's talking about discipleship, about following after the Lord. But here he's saying, you're going to give your life to something. What you give your life to matters. What happens if you gain all the wealth in the world and still find out when you face the Lord that it was all for naught, all wasted? That you gave your life to something that wouldn't last. What will you give your life for? Now, remember that God is the example. That God is a giving God. And he has also created us and designed us for the idea that we would give as well. Notice in verse 10. It says, and uh, back to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, going back to verse number 10. The Bible says this. As every man receiveth the gift, even so minister the same one to another. That God has given to us to give what he wants us to continue to give out. We'll either consume our lives on ourselves or we're going to give our lives away. But you are going to give your life in exchange for something else. You don't have to turn there, but the Bible speaks about in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 verse 17. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit wherewith. That we know that when we were born, all of us were born with certain personality traits. That we, some of us have natural talent, some of us have different abilities, some have different personalities. But when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit who is God comes to live with inside of you. And the Holy Spirit who is God lives inside of you also gives every person who is born again a spiritual gift. Every single person has, has a spiritual gift. Now, the implication here is, why did God give you the spiritual gift? Why did God give you a gift? Is it so that way you could say, look at me? How great I am. Look at the gift that God gave me. God gave you a gift according to the passage in um, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. That he says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit wherewithal. That God has given you the gift so that way you can be a blessing and help others. God has given you a spiritual gift so you can turn around and use it to help others. For you to use it to help with a local church. For you to use it to help to bring others to him. God has given you a gift for the purpose of using it. Let me show you something. Hold your finger here and turn to the back of the maps. And I would like for you 
to find in one of your maps in your Bible, the map of Israel. And I want you to find the Dead Sea. All right, so find a map of Israel, whether it's an Old Testament map where it has the division of the 12 tribes or maybe during the life of Christ. But everyone find in the back um, a map of the Dead Sea. Now, the Dead Sea is an interesting body of water because as you can see, there is a river that runs into it. So going from north to south, the Dead Sea on the south, there's a river. Can anyone spot what that river is? the Jordan River. And so the Jordan River comes into the Dead Sea. But if you would notice, there is no river or body of water outlining or coming out of the Dead Sea. So what happens in the Dead Sea is that the Jordan River washes into the Dead Sea, but there is no outlet. So what happens is as the water comes into the Dead Sea, it will evaporate. As it evaporates, because there's no outlet, it just leaves behind all of the minerals, the salts, anything that's in the water. And so more water comes in, more water evaporates, it leaves behind more of the minerals. The Dead Sea has so much salt and so much minerals, the reason why it's called the Dead Sea is because nothing can grow in it. It's dead. In fact, there's so much salt that it's almost impossible for a man to drown in the Dead Sea. Because you naturally float because of the salts and the buoyancies in there. Just don't go in with any open cuts. It would hurt. But the Dead Sea is an example of something that is being brought into a person, but they don't outlet it. They don't give it out. They end up dying spiritually inside. God has designed us to give out. So if God has given you knowledge, what are you to give out? knowledge. If God has blessed you with finances, God is expecting you to give out. You see, you, this is the idea of a conduit. That if we had a pipe and you put water in one side of the pipe, the water comes out the other side. But what happens if you cap off that end? No more water can flow through it. Does it make sense? In order to water to flow, you take the cap off. Water comes in, water comes out. Water comes in, water comes out. So many people cap off their life. And so no more blessings can get be put in because none of the blessings are coming out. Does that sort of make sense? That's kind of the illustration that God is giving across to here. He has designed us and has given us gifts and abilities for the purpose of using them. And using them for his glory. Using them for his honor. Let's just... Give an example. We all know people who are smarter than their own good. Meaning what we see by them is that they gather knowledge up, but they do nothing with the knowledge. They don't teach. They don't whatever else. I mean, they may win a Jeopardy game, but other than that, they're useless. They don't try to help. Any, they don't use their knowledge for anything else other than their own bolstering. Make sense? We all know people with more money than their own good. You said, I'd like to try that and see what it's like. But uh, what happens is that they gather all the money and they hoard it. And they don't use for anything. They're going to save it. They're going to bury it in their mattresses and do everything. But they'll never use it for anything. And it doesn't do any good. God has made us with lives to give out, to use. He has given us with created us and saved us and equipped us with spiritual gifts 
for the purpose of using it for the profit of others. Turn back with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter number 4. And let's examine this passage a little bit more. The first thing I'd like to show you here is the God of our lives. The God of our lives. Notice with me in 1 Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 10. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Let him minister. Let him do it as the ability which God giveth. We should be thankful for to God for the life that he's given us. God is the source of all life and God is the God who gives us everything. Everything begins with God. That God is always previous. It always begins with him. I don't have any ability of myself except for what God has allowed me to have. The life that you have, the strength that you have, the finances you have is because God started off, he gave it to you. The ability to make money, the ability to learn, the ability to work. He has started off. God is the source of it all. He's the one who's created us. He's the one that's equipped us. He's the one that's allowed us. It is an awful thing for us to believe that there's one true and living God and not allow him to be the God of our lives. He's the one that created us. He's the one who designed us. He's the one who knows what we should do. We should allow him to direct our path, to tell us what we need to do. Every one of us needs to come to the place in our life where we're willing to yield to the Lord because we know that without him, we wouldn't even exist. We should be willing to give our lives to him in full surrender and say, God, you're God. You tell me what to do. You know what's best. You make better decisions than me. The God of our lives. Which brings me to a second thing. The giving of our lives. So we start with the God of our lives. Now come to the giving of our lives. Notice again in verse 10. As every man hath received the gift. Every person has been given a gift. Every single one of us. And what we get from God must not stop with us, as I said, with the Dead Sea, that the Jordan River runs in, but there's no outlet of it. God expects us to be a conduit, that God has given us things for the purpose of giving them out. Think about this, that we have the privilege of here in this church to be able to have some good preaching where we're being taught the Word of God. Why are you being taught the word of God? So you could say, look at how much Bible knowledge that I have. I could beat anybody in a Bible trivia game. No, God gives you the knowledge for the expectation to use it. To give it out. This is what God has given us. He's given you the, the benefit of having good Bible preaching, good Bible teaching. And he wants you to do something with it. Not just sit on it. Notice again as it goes on. As every man receiveth a gift, even so minister the same one to another. So as God has given the gift, we are to minister. By the way, let's just highlight that word minister. The word minister carries the idea to serve. That's all the word minister means, to serve. Why has God given you the gifts? So you could use it to serve others. Even so minister, serve the same gift one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, notice this word steward. The steward is an administrator who is in charge of the things placed in his care. It's not my money, it's God's money. It's not my knowledge, it's God's knowledge. 
We have to recognize that it's all God's in the first place. I'm just the steward over. And the steward's responsible for carrying what's been placed in his charge. So let's say that I hire someone to be a steward of my goods. He wouldn't have a lot to do in my life, but let's just imagine that I had something to steward over. I would trust him with my finances. All right, so he's the one who's going to steward over my finances. I am trusting him to be wise about my finances. But let's say that he's not wise about my finances. Is he a good steward? No, he's supposed to be responsible and taking care of. God has given us all talents and abilities. He's all given us life and health and strength. But he didn't give it to us just for us. He gave it to us to use. That's what God has provided for us. And we're supposed to be giving of our lives. Notice it goes on. It talks about <clears throat> that we're supposed to be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Think about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ was God, is God, and he robed himself in flesh. He left the glories of heaven. He left, he stepped down, robed himself in flesh, and dwelt among us. He gave up everything so that way we can be rich. He gave his own life for us. He's the example. He didn't hold anything back. He gave his best because he loved us. He's the example that he took everything he had and he gave it. He gave his own life for our sakes. He's that example, the giving of our lives. Which brings me to one last thing. The goal of our lives. The goal of our lives. Notice with me, if you don't mind, in verse number 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth. Notice, there are two things here, two ways that all of our gifts will be manifested. Either by speaking or by ministering or serving. That everything that we've been given has been given to use. For example, if you've been given some Bible knowledge that we can go tell someone else. Think about salvation. Someone told you about how you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. What are you to do with that knowledge? All right, I know I'm going to heaven. I'm going to keep it all to myself. No one else can have it. Would that be right? Of course not. God has given it to us for the purpose that we go tell someone else what happened to us. We're to give it out. We're to give of our lives. We could go tell someone. Maybe it's to teach a class. Maybe it's discipleship, something. But God has given you certain knowledge for the purpose of giving it out to someone else. God didn't give it to you just so you could sit on it. Think about the idea of ministering. Here's the second way that that gift could be ministered, either by speaking. Verse number 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him minister as the ability which God giveth. Someone says, well, I ain't a good speaker. That's fine. Not everybody is. But every one of us have health and life and strength. Can you use that for the Lord? Can you use what ability that you have? We understand that all of us have different abilities. We have different um, <laughs> traits, different things that God has given to us. We're not the same. We all have different abilities. We all have different opportunities. But the thing is, are we using those abilities and opportunities for the Lord? Are we taking advantage of what God has given to us? The life and health and strength. There's always someone who has things different than you. 
Are you using what God has given to you? Someone, <laughs> I run into preachers all the time that say, well, you know, we're thankful for people like you who can write stuff that we can go, great. I say, I'm thankful for people like you who have the physical health to be able to do stuff. And they talk about the projects they get to go do. Great, wonderful. All of us have different abilities. All of us have different traits. All of us have different things we could use for the Lord. Every single one of us. Let me tell you a secret, okay? None of you are useless. You may feel useless, but none of you are useless. Every single one of you have something you could use for God's glory, which is the whole goal. Why spend our life? Why are we wasting it? Why are we giving it away? Notice again in verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. What is the purpose? Well, everything begins with God. Everything ends with God. God is the goal. Why in the world do I use the ability? Forgive, I'm, forgive the personal illustration, but there are times that people will come up and say, man, you can make a lot of money doing this or this. How come you're doing, how come you're here? Because this is where God wants me to and this is where he's going to get the best glory. By the way, I don't think I'll be as successful in doing other things because they're outside of God's will. I think God has equipped and made certain things for me to use inside of his will. For me to use those gifts outside of God's will will either be abusing them or God will not allow them to function. Does that make sense? God has given us different abilities and different things and he's placed us in places to use those abilities for him. Every single one of us have something we can do for the Lord glory, for the glory of God. After all, he's the one that gave it to us. He just wants to use us as instruments to get his glory up. That people go, wow, how did that happen? You must be really smart. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, it's all about him. Wait, wait, wait. Look at all the ability that you have. No, 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 it's you. I can't tell you. We had last week a special guest preacher who's an introvert. And if you talk to him, if you told him when he was a teenager that one day he's going to stand before a crowd of people, whether it's a big crowd or small crowd, he would have said nope and ran and hid and would never have been found again. You know how he was able to speak in front of people? Because God's equipped him and gave him that ability. And God helped him in the things that he didn't think he could do himself. In fact, he could tell you, I don't do it myself. It is God. God wants to do things in our way, in, in our church, in our lives, that when people come back and say, how did that get accomplished? Look at this. How did this happen? And our only answer is, it was God. It wasn't us. God glor gets glory in those type of things. Someone would say, I don't feel like I could talk to someone else. Yeah, but when God can help you, how did you end up seeing that person come to know the Lord? I'm going to tell you, it wasn't me. It was God. God did it all. God is the one who gets the glory and credit. God wants to use us in the instruments. He wants it when we're all said and done to say, look at God. He doesn't want us to say, look at how smart we are, or how rich we are, or how talented we are. God wants it so we're all saying, what a great God. What a great God. It all begins with God. It all ends with God. God is the goal. And God has given us abilities, time, wealth, 
strength, health, for the purpose of us giving those things to be used by him so he can get the glory and honor from it. Let us, we're all going to give our lives to something. Why not give it to the best things? Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three oh eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three oh eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.